Prospect Pipeline. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Thanksgiving week edition of Prospect Pipeline here on the Flyers Broadcast Network as we take a look at what's going on around the Flyers system in terms of the players that are actually playing right now. They do have a few, and it is uh, you know, a little bit of uh, business as usual for some of these guys. So I'm Brian Smith, along with Bill Meltzer, our expert on the subject, and we're just going to take a quick spin through uh, what all is going on with, uh, with some of these guys as we await more news on the NHL front, the American League front, the North American professional front in general, there is some pro hockey going on in Europe where the Flyers have some interest, and we'll get to that in just a bit. But we'll start with the uh, college ranks where we do have some schools going. It's a very interesting uh, you know, overall scenario right now, Bill, in that some players are or rather some schools are you know playing more or less as normal no fans but uh, trying to get in a normal season where some schools have just put the kibosh on the entire season already um so uh I- interesting situations overall but um, um we'll start with cam york university of michigan and uh, of course one of the uh, one of the conferences that is going right now with hockey is the big 10 um, flyers have a few other players in there as well what's going on uh, in that neck of the woods well, they uh, they do have their season underway. They began uh, a little bit belatedly, like uh, like most North American leagues that are playing. They started they started a bit late, but they are they are going. Um, York's Michigan team is always four and zero to start the season. Um, he's off to a tremendous start, as as some people may know, um, just from following him on social media. Uh, there might not be a, another prospect in hockey with a more productive offseason in the gym than than Cam York did. Um, you know, he's uh, he's in just unbelievable physical shape, and so he made really good use of the time with uh, the stoppage of the season and, and the off season. And um, he looks like he's going to have a monster um, sophomore year at, at Michigan. He uh, he's first got a lot more talent around him this year than he did a year ago, so they're going to be a Back to being a powerhouse team last year, goals were kind of hard to come by for for the Wolverines in general, um, and you know so that that held down York's points a little bit as as a, as a freshman. He um, also had some injury issues, uh, but in, in his first four games this year, um, the first three games actually he had he had five points. He didn't have a point in in his last game, which is a win over Wisconsin, but. Um, he looks absolutely tremendous. He's flying up and down the ice. He's always, you know, he's always been a force on the power play anyway. Um, he's creating plays. He's scored a goal already. So there, you know, there's a lot to be excited about um, for that particular player uh, this season and beyond the season because he could turn pro. Uh, I think it's a pretty good chance he'll turn pro after the season. So, you know, of, of all the of all the kids in the system, uh, particularly the collegiate level. Uh, York is a guy who's off to a really, really, really fast start. And he'll, he's also a shoe in the play for USA and the World Juniors this year, too. Um, last year, he was the only 18-year-old on the blue line for the team, so he's the only guy who's returning. Um, last year, he barely got to play. He barely saw the ice. This this year, he should be the number one or, or at least a number one defenseman or at least playing 20-plus minutes a game, all situations. You know, so it's a, it's a big, big year for him, and uh, it's off to a tremendous start for him. 
So who else do the Flyers have going uh, in the college ranks right now? And I guess to some extent, who's not? Uh, you know, we've seen uh, some leagues uh, cancel things like the Ivy League and uh, other leagues trying to to forge ahead. But um, you know, Flyers right now have a still have a relatively heavy college presence. Uh, they do have some guys uh, in, in other leagues now after this draft. But um, what's going on around the rest of the NCAA? So yeah, I mean, it it all depends on the particular conference. Um, as you said, Big Ten is underway. Uh, I, I think the other guy to keep an eye on, and he's he's about to get started, is Bobby Brink uh, with with Denver. He's uh, they're they're about to get rolling. He's another guy who uh, played for the Americans and the uh, World Juniors a year ago. Um, is is setting to return this year. Um, so that's you know that that's a player who had a really solid freshman year. Um, highly skilled player, another guy who made great use of his time during the off season. Um, and, uh, you know, big things are expected from Brink this year. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's every reason to believe he's going to have a, an even better sophomore year than he had freshman season. Um, and there are, there are other guys who are, who are already playing. Uh, Bryce Brodzinski scored his first goal of the year for Minnesota. Um, you know, big things are expected this year from um, – uh, Noah Cates at Minnesota Duluth. Um, he, he's a guy who I think has a good chance of playing pro uh, a, a year from now. Um, so you know, that, that's a guy who's certainly worth watching what he does this season. Um, you had mentioned that the the Ivy League has already canceled its season. Um, it's at least rumored that uh, Jack St. Ivany may be transferring to Boston College just to be able to, to play this season. Um, you know that that's uh, that's an unfortunate situation where the league. Shut down in March. Um, Yale, in particular, had a had a major COVID outbreak um, in the fall, and I believe I believe eighteen players on the team were affected at one point. So, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been a pretty pretty rough fall in, in uh, up there. Um, now the you know hockey East, ECAC, they're 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 going to get going, but uh, you know the the Ivy League teams, as you said, there will not be there will not be a hockey season this year, so. You know, all, all of those players have to figure out, um, particularly guys, particularly guys who are in their junior years or anyone, any obviously anyone going to their senior year, because they want to. You know, the schools need to keep the uh, the recruits coming in too. So, you know, there, there's a lot to figure out in in those regards. Um, but I think of you know, I think of the collegiate players. Um, you know, this year you still have you still have some players, uh, Ronnie Atard at uh, at um, Western Michigan, even though, you know, even though Allison has graduated. So there's still somebody to watch there too, for the, uh, you know, from a flyers interest standpoint um, with, uh, with both Allison and uh, Lashinsky both turning pro this year and uh, Kalinick having signed uh, with Chicago rather than coming to the flyers are the, the ranks of the flyers collegiate players are a little bit less than, than it was even a year ago. But as, as you said, there are quite a few players worth watching this year. And uh, of all the guys who, who've started so far this year, I mean, York is, is the one to watch. So you briefly touched on uh, Cam York and the, and the U.S. junior team, and that is, uh, again, an element of the amateur schedule that is still in place right now as uh, the World Junior Championships. Uh, they are, again, uh, trying to mimic what the NHL did. They're looking at a bubble format. I'm sure it's a lot easier just from the standpoint of it being in North America this year, as opposed to Europe and, and being able to control a bubble. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what, uh, 
you know, bubble scenarios are possible in, in European hockey, but I know that the, the leagues over there aren't really using them. But uh, at any rate, um, the Flyers do have some guys knocking on the door uh, for the, uh, the various junior teams. Uh, who, who, might be, uh, who, who might we be seeing in that tournament when the uh, time comes here in uh, just a little over a month? Uh, I would say that, well, you have the two, two Flyers prospects are in camp with Canada. Uh, one of the very few good things to come out of, uh, you know, the, the league stoppages and, and uh, you know, just waiting things out with, with COVID is that it is an extended Canadian national junior camp this year. Usually, you know, usually it happens in early December. They, they select the players and there it is. Um, you know, now because the, the Ontario and Western leagues are, quite belated in, in getting started so they're able to have a, a, a full-length camp a lot of scrimmages and it, it's great experience um you know for everyone who's there particularly the younger guys you know uh tyson forster of course the flyers took in the first round of this year's draft um he's he's one of the players at that at that camp for uh team canada um you know he's not seeing a ton of ice time but it's just really valuable experience for him uh, if he doesn't make Team Canada this year, uh, he's I think he's got a really good shot a year from now. Um, but just simply being there with the best players in Canadian junior hockey is, is a great experience for him. Um, and, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to, to show all that he's worked on with his skating and, and added strength and, and that kind of thing. Um, and the other player who's there is uh, Mason Millman, who this would be his last year of eligibility for the uh, – for the world juniors. And, uh, you know, it's always, it's always a real tough field of competition for the team Canada blue line. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's become a key player for Saginaw in the uh, Ontario hockey league. Um, really, really mobile defenseman um, moves the puck. Well, has some offensive upside and then his defensive game came along as last year when, when his uh, last year progressed, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, so he's he's there as well. Um, you know, just just the numbers game. I don't know if either guy is going to make the roster, but um, just just being in the just being in the field of competition there is a uh, feather in their cap, and it's great experience. Um, we mentioned the two Americans, the Brank and York. Um, you know, they're they're basically locks for Team USA. And then there's Emil Andre, who the Flyers took in the second round this year. Um, as a defense hopeful for Team Sweden, and I think he's gonna. I think he'll make that team. Um, he's been on every age group internationally for Sweden, including including serving as the captain of the under eighteen squad. So he's already playing in the SHL, which is the top league in Sweden professionally. So I, I think that Andre will will make that team. So so there could be you know there could be as many as five. Um, five Flyers affiliated players of the world juniors this year certainly should be three. And, uh, you know, the, it, that's uh, of course always one of the highlights on the, uh, on the calendar of the year uh, if, for scouts and for fans around the world. So that is, uh, that is certainly something to keep an eye on this year. Uh, you know, particularly with the two, two American kids who should, should have bigger roles in the team this year. And you touched on it briefly with um, uh, with Andre, but uh, one of a few players that the Flyers do have going on in, in Europe right now, and, and Emil Andre is one of the guys that 
uh, is still there, if you, uh, for lack of better terminology, he hasn't come to North America yet. Flyers did have a handful of guys who would be in North America this year, but since there is no uh, American League or anything going on here right now, they were uh, they were loaned to teams over in Europe. That includes uh, Garen Rubsoff and uh, 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 David Kasha, two guys that suited up for the Flyers last year. What is the overall look right now in in Europe with these teams? Uh, again, they're 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 plowing through. Uh, there have been games canceled because of COVID, but uh, we haven't seen any full scale shutdowns or anything like that over there. But uh, what are, what are some players over there that uh, fans can keep an eye on on the European side? Yeah, uh, as you said, it varies, it varies from league to league and from team to team. Um, there have been COVID outbreaks on certain teams and in certain regions. So uh, the Czech League, for example, David Kasha's team was shut down basically for a month. Uh, but they're back and playing, and he's back in the lineup again. Um, even though he's a winger over here, he's been playing first-line center for his team in the Czech League. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a solid league over there. He's he's playing playing quite well, playing playing a lot of minutes. Um, he would be well, you know, he would be over here with probably with the Phantoms, but pushing for another call up to the Flyers. Um, the the Swedish league where the Flyers have, uh, have several, several affiliated prospects, um, you know, most of whom are not under contract yet, just because, just because of the transfer rules. Um, the one guy, the Flyers do have on loan over there and he's got a pretty good shot of making the Flyers NHL squad this year is Lena Sandin, who of course was signed um, earlier this year. He's over, he's over playing in the SHL um, for HV 71, which is the same team where Andre plays. Um, and he's, uh, you know, he's a young veteran, but a, but a veteran in that league. And he's, uh, you know, he's he's a key player on that team coming off of a big goal scoring year last year. Um, so he's the guy when the Flyers do have training camp, we'll, we'll come back over here and compete for a, a spot on, on the team. Uh, most of the players who the Flyers have over there are guys who are not yet under contract. So guys like Samuel Erson, the goaltender, um, Oli Leakcell is not under contract yet. So he's still playing over there. Um, Adam Yinning, the big defenseman, he's um, he's still playing over there. Uh, may sign at some point after this year and come over and play for the Phantoms a year from now. So um, you know most of the guys are that level, and then other guys who are on loan are one league down from the SHL is the Osvenskan League, and the Flyers have uh, several players on that have been on loan over there. Um, uh, Linus Hogberg, for example, he's playing really, really well, uh, playing a leading role actually for a team at that level. He's the guy who, when uh, you know, when you, there is a Flyers camp, will be over here, and he's the guy who's probably ticketed for the Phantoms this season. So it's really nice to see him playing a lot of minutes and, and playing as effectively as he has over there in the uh, Swedish league. Although, although it is a step down from the league where he was playing before, but it's, it's more important just that they are playing and, you know, there's, they're seeing a lot of ice time, staying in shape and getting ready to, to come over when there is a season. Um, you mentioned German Rubsaw briefly. He is playing uh, over in the KHL. Uh, so is Maxim Sushko. Uh, he'll be a second year player with the Phantoms this year. Um, you know, not putting up much in the way of numbers, but he's he's playing pretty well. Um, and he had a really encouraging year last year. He was he was a bright spot on a Phantom team that did not have a very good year last year. So, you know, I, uh, he's going to be an interesting guy to track just to see how he continues to develop when there is a season this year. And it uh, looks like the American Hockey League is targeting a February start to the season. So, 
Um, you know, he'll be, he'll be over here at some point, um, you know, and just, just to be playing, you know, the guys that I worry about are the, are the guys who have not been playing um, will be 10 months removed from the last game, at least by the time, you know, by the time there's a camp. So just, just by being on the ice and, and playing, you know, is a feather in their cap. Um, there's, uh, there's Kirill Ustamenko, goalie. He's been, he's been on loan to a team uh, in Belarus. Now he got into a couple of games. Then he came down with a groin injury, but he's back in training and is working his way back in the lineup. So he should be in pretty good shape to go when there is a, when there is a season. Um, and the, the other goalie mentioned Sweden before Felix Sandstrom was on loan to a team, uh, and in the Osvenskan level, he's not with that team anymore. He's been, uh, he's been training with his old team in the SHL, which is also the same team that Arson plays for. The only thing is that if he signs with that team, then he can't come back to North America this season. Um, so I don't, I don't know how that's going to all shake out with, with, uh, Sandstrom. He's, but he's definitely a guy who needs to be playing. Um, you know, with the when there is a phantom season eventually, it figures of the two goalies. Well, certainly one will be Alex Lyon. Um, and he was signed for another year. And then it would be a competition between Ustamenko and Sandstrom as to who the second goalie would be for them this year. And I don't know, I don't know how that competition would shake out. So there, you know, there certainly is incentive for for those guys to uh, put their best foot forward between now and the uh, start of camp. One of one of the weirdest things, though, with with all these leagues, is that uh, you know you have you have sometimes the league has been going on and, and teams have had games canceled or like I said, like with the Czech league, uh, the whole league was basically shut down for the better better part of a month, and it's all it's it's going to be tenuous until there's a until there's vaccines available around the world, so it's going to be a little bit touch and go for a while. But at least the you know, but at least when you look at uh, the leagues as a whole, um, you know the KHL. Even when there have been teams that have had stoppages, uh, mentioned Sushko. Sushko's team was a team that that shut down for a while. Um, they've been able they've been able to plow forward for the most part, and um, you know with guys not necessarily COVID related. You know there have been guys like Rubsov who missed some time with injuries, but they're all back in the lineup, and most of them are most of them are playing. So that's uh, you know that that's a positive you can look at right now. A couple of thoughts, and we'll stay on the goalie train here for just a moment. You mentioned um, you know Sandstrom maybe having a dilemma over how and where to play. Well, the Flyers have a little bit of a dilemma when they do start back up, just from the standpoint that uh, came out in the last week that the Reading Royals will not play this year in the ECHL, regardless of how things proceed. Um, the, the ECHL had found themselves in a situation where they were kind of split. They were planning on um, starting a season in December with about half of the league and then waiting till January to start perhaps with uh, some of the other teams, but uh, the entire North division of the uh, ECHL uh, decided to uh, forego the season. And the the biggest effect that has on the Flyers is probably in their goaltending situation because uh, last year, uh, Felix Sandstrom and Kirill Ustamenko were the two main goaltenders for the Reading Royals. Uh, This year with um, an open spot, 
in Lehigh Valley whenever that season starts. Uh, one of them could come up and play with Alex Lyon, but then you've got to figure out what to do with the other one because right now you don't have an ECHL affiliate to send them to necessarily. Um, maybe it's a blessing in disguise if uh, Sandstrom has an opportunity in Europe that he stays there for the year, or they could run with three goalies in uh, in, in Lehigh Valley, but I'm sure that's not the ideal scenario. Uh, just one of many things that this whole situation is uh, going to cause uh, some thought to have to go go into how the flyers are going to handle it now for sure um yeah as you said it might might be the best situation if sandstrom does spend this year spend the rest of the year in sweden um i mean from a flyer standpoint ideally not on the same team as urson because you'd like both guys playing but uh you know but it, it, it's uh yeah i mean it, it's going to create a trickle down effect in general where I mean, listen, you know, you have guys like uh, Matthew Strom spent a lot of time last year with, with Redding. Um, Pascal LeBurge has spent, you know, stints in, in Redding so far. Um, now, you would hope both of those guys would be ready for more full-time AHL duties this year anyway. But the just the just the sheer numbers game and the spillover of players, um, you know, when you don't have that ECHL option for those guys and, and really league-wide in the NHL, the ECHL has been used more and more as a development tool for, you know, some players that are kind of longer-term, uh, you know, on longer-term development uh, paths. So, you know, to have a whole division not playing, and it's and as you said, I mean, it's uh, it's also a team like the Maine Mariners, of course, their uh, Comcast Spectacor owns, and Danny Briere is, is – uh, uh, part of management uh, for that team. I mean, it's and they're a Rangers affiliate. I mean, a, a lot of teams are affected by this and it's going to, it remains to be seen too, how you have players who as as, uh, as I touched on briefly before will, will be 10 months removed from their last game. By the time they see the ice again, you know, you hope the players have, have stayed in shape and have been able to get some ice wherever they, they are located, but it's, it's not the same as actually playing. And, um, you know, what will the effect be all the way up to the NHL level? You know, will the rosters expand? Will there be taxi squads? I mean, there's a lot to figure out on, on, on all levels of development. And uh, you know, those, those decisions have yet to be made. I would, I would not be surprised with the American League, though, on a, looking at a February start, of, at least at the start of an NHL season. Um, and the target date still is January for that. So... You know, if at least temporarily there's some kind of expanded roster, taxi squad, you know, how, however that'll work out. But I do know that these players, these players need to be playing. Um, you know, we didn't even really get into the into the major junior level. Um, the Quebec League is up and it's running. Um, and there's a there's a really good flyer story in the Quebec League. Um, just uh, Elliot Denoyer is off to a tremendous start this season for for Halifax. He's a, he already, he already has two four goal games. He's already matched his goal total from all of last year. Um, and he's just the change of scenery for him. Now he was on he was on a tremendous team last year, but the you know, the downside to that, if there was a downside was he didn't get a lot of uh, power play time. He didn't, wasn't able to show his offensive capabilities and uh, full credit to uh, the flyer scouting staff, uh, Todd Hardy and um, you know, and, and all the rest, uh, Brent Flair and his whole staff. Uh, they said that, you know, they thought there was, there was an offensive game there. They just didn't, did not have an opportunity to show. 
And now that now that he's in Halifax, playing on their their first line, centering their top line, that's been the case. Um, he's among the league leaders in you know all around point getting and and goals as well. So, um, you know, they they knew he was a good two way player. They thought there was an offensive game there, and he certainly has shown that. Uh, for a guy who was picked in the fifth round, he's looking like a, a a really quality pick for where he was taken at that point in the draft. And that's, uh, you know, that's been probably the most positive development on the junior level uh, for among the Flyers players. Um, now, the the way that the Quebec League worked was that because of outbreaks in the province of Quebec, the Quebec portion of the league shut down for a number of weeks. They're up and playing again. So, um, uh, so a player like Igor Serjuk, who the Flyers took uh, in last year's draft, he's now back and playing again. But the Maritimes division has been playing all along so it's it's really strange if you look at the standings you have some teams that have played 15 games and some teams that have played four games and that's that's why um but the the whole league is basically up and up and running and going again so we'll see where that goes um and the ontario league and the uh western league uh they will not begin until 2021 so you know really as with the as with the collegiate players it really depends on the league that the players are playing in and um so those those will get going as we do these future you know, pipeline updates we'll have we'll actually have some updates from the the ontario league and the western league but so far those leagues are still you know waiting it out and, and preparing to play and just to jump back over to europe real quick and i guess a general subject as well but uh, i'm curious your thoughts on how this affects um, some of those guys, just in from the standpoint of, like you said, um, you know, these guys are getting an opportunity to play. Um, they're 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 in. You know, they may not be at the at the skill level uh, in terms of the teams they're on that they would be if they were over here with the families, but they are getting to play. And in the case of uh, specifically, German Rubsoff and, and David Kostya, guys that the Flyers did bring up to the big club last year. Um, particularly in Rubsoff's case, I'm not sure that um, you would uh, be too far off as uh, if you were to refer to what happened with him last year is perhaps a little disappointing. He didn't uh, necessarily, I think, show at the NHL level what the Flyers had hoped he would. Um, now he gets now, now those guys get to go over there and, and, and get some time in. And in the case of those two players, um, you know, almost – a reset, not saying they needed a reset, but they're, they're getting a chance to maybe take just step back a bit, work on some things and, and get ready to come back over here. What, where do you see that benefiting them? And in particular, and, and that group in general, uh, maybe giving them a step up on some of the rest of the folks here in North America, when things do get going, uh, having, you know, had this extra time to, to play over there. Yeah. With, with rooms particularly because, his rookie year with the Phantoms, he got up to tremendous start through 13 games. And, and his 14th game, the first period of, of, of uh, that 14th game, he separated his shoulder, needed surgery, and didn't play again during the season. Um, last year, came came to camp with the Flyers and, you know, tried to make a push to make the NHL roster. Um, you know, it was not a big disappointment that he didn't, but, um, you know, went back, went back to the Phantoms and was – poised for, you know, hopefully an extended look-see at the NHL level. And then he hurt his shoulder again. Um, not as seriously as he did the as he did the year before, but he hurt his shoulder. He missed um, about six weeks, I believe. 
Um, he did have a short time in the NHL last year, really did not show very much. And he really didn't show very much when he did return to the Phantoms lineup. Uh, you know, he, he's a very highly skilled player. He's um, defensively aware. You know, he's he's a solid 200-foot player, but there, there's game there too. I mean, he has, you know, he has some puck skills. And when, when he came back to the Phantoms last year, really he concentrated almost totally on his play without the puck, which – which is solid, but but the, the hopes are the, the hopes are for more than that from a first round pick, being just strictly a checking type of, of forward, and um, you know he really he really didn't show it, and the hopes are this year, you know the, he'd be more along the lines of how of what he showed you know before the first shoulder injury, so going over the KHL there are a lot of eyes on him this season to um, step forward in his game, and um, he got hurt again. Unfortunately, early in the season, he's had miserable luck with injuries so far in his career. But uh, he is back in the lineup, and, and um, you know he's back to his accustomed ice time. He's been playing a lot of games, about 16 minutes per game. Um, you know he's he's started to come on. I think in the last couple of weeks, he started to show more of what he can do. Um, it's really important for him to keep that up, show that consistency level, and just stay healthy, stay on the ice, keep playing. Um, you know, we, uh, we've said a couple times that for you know, the guys who are, are 10 months removed from their last game, it's going to be hard just to jump back into things. Uh, it gives him a chance to kind of get a head start on, on camp. And, um, you know, there are there are opportunities, you know, the um, we'll see at the NHL level, whether that'll be you know Nolan Patrick or possibly Morgan Frost. We'll see. But I mean, there's an opportunity for the third line center role, uh, the NHL level. Um, potentially the fourth line center role, and you know, and there there are guys who may end up playing a wing. I mean, uh, Groupsov does have the ability to move to a wing and, and play wing if he's asked to do that. So this is uh, you know this is this is really important time for him to put his best foot forward and, and show what he can do. Uh, same thing with Kasha as well. Uh, the main thing with Kasha is really just more consistency. Uh, everybody everybody loves his work ethic and his hustle and his will to win. Um, but as a, as one of the smallest players in the ice on a given night, um, you know, he's uh, on most nights rather, you know, he's uh, he, he's a player who has to really you know, be at the top of his game to be effective. Um, you know, his, his brother, of course, is, a, is an established NHL player and, and cautious on flashes of similar levels of ability. Um, he, uh, you know, he provided some energy during his, his call up to the Flyers last December. It, you know, there was, uh, you know, it, it was a tough time in Philly anyway, because the news had just come down about, um, Oscar Lindblom's cancer diagnosis. And, uh, you know, the flip side of that, it gave an opportunity for Kasha to come up and he, and we had some good games for the big team and including, uh, scoring his first NHL goal with his parents in his, in the stands to see the game and, and his brother playing on the other team. So, you know, Kasha is a player, you know, he's um, still a little bit of an unknown quantity just in terms of is he a guy who can work his way up to the NHL level. Playing on a, playing on a first line um, and getting a lot of ice time like he is in the Czech League, that can only benefit him. Um, and, and he's a guy who might, uh, you know, might be able to get off to a quick start when there is a camp over here. So, uh, as you said, guys like Rubsov and, and Kasha, there is uh, – you know, there's more than just the games they're playing at stake. There's their NHL future. Really, it uh, it could be a big boost to them to come into camp and have a really strong NHL camp. And 
the ability to be on the ice and playing, you know, can only benefit them. So, and this is a final thought here, you know, kind of along the same lines um, in terms of uh, some of the flyers that have been battling other health issues, like you mentioned with Rubsoff, but um, uh, specifically Sam Rand and Nolan Patrick, guys that uh, have not played in a year, uh, have been trying to work their way back from uh, from, from major issues. And we, we did, uh, did see a nice article from Sam Carcitti on Sam Moran here in the last week, but... Uh, I guess maybe a double-edged sword with those guys and that um, they, they are getting time to uh, continually, uh, you know, I don't know if rehab's the word, but get stronger in anticipation of returning to the ice. And Oscar Lindblom to a lesser extent too because he did get back to playing shape for the playoffs, but he's had some extra time to uh, to recover. Um, but at the same time with the case of, of Moran and, and Patrick um, not having – played games in so long um still a little bit unknown where they might be able to get some games in before trying to make it back on the flyers roster yeah certainly certainly in, in sam's case with the uh you know the nhl the nhl's timetable being ahead of the american league i i think that um you know i think sam is probably ticketed to spend time with the phantoms um yeah he basically needs it i mean he's missed the last two and two and three quarter seasons effectively. Um, the good news with Sam though, is that he's 100% healthy again. It's been now, you know, he's what he's over a year removed from the, the ACL tear. So he's, uh, he's healthy. He would actually be able to come on, come to camp on the same footing as everybody else. Um, in terms, in terms of health wise. And the, the thing too, with Sam is that even during, even during the, uh, league wide stoppage, you know, players who are rehabbing from injuries were exempted from the inability to skate. So he's been in Voorhees really for a year, essentially. And he's he had the ability to skate when other guys were, were at home. So in that in that regard alone, it's kind of a blessing in disguise for him. Um, but you need to compete, too. You need games to play. And I don't know where those games will be. I, I agree with you. Um you know, he he might be waiting it out. Uh, in Nolan Patrick's case, he's been he's been participating in scrimmages in uh, in Manitoba. Actually, Ryan White, the former Flyers player, has been operating uh, those scrimmages. Right. And you know, I mean, it, it's basically the the fall equivalent of summer hockey. And you're you're not you know you're not talking about real competition, but but it's still it still is better than nothing. Um, that those guys are able to go out and play. Um, you know, other guys, uh, I know Morgan Frost, for example, said, you know, where he is in Ontario, uh, they can play three on three. They can go out on the ice and, and skate on their own. But but it still, is, it still isn't the same as, uh, you know, something closer to real scrimmages and real competition. So for the guys that have had the opportunity to, to have, you know, to have – the ability to go on skate every day to be able to to play you know a little little closer to more game simulations, I mean that has to be a benefit for them. I, I would think with Nolan Patrick, um, you know, might he see a conditioning stint in the American League? Maybe, but given what the timetable is, I think the hope is that he'll be able to come to camp and and see how he fares in contact drills and and competing, and that would give a good sense as his readiness to get out on the ice at the NHL level when uh, the NHL season begins. Um, it would solve a lot of issues for the Flyers if Nolan can kind of pick up where he left off, be healthy, and, and get back on track. Um, that would be a boon to him. 
Um, and also, of course, as well, he, you know, he, he was a restricted free agent this offseason. And, uh, you know, he signed for much less for one year than he otherwise would have. Uh, it, it's kind of a, a, you know, prove that he's healthy and, and can get back on track in his career. So that's a, a huge thing for the organization and a huge thing for Nolan himself, too. Well, certainly a lot to be uh, sifted through here over the coming uh, weeks and maybe months, uh, hopefully weeks rather than months, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, we continue to keep tabs on, on what is going on around the hockey world, and we will uh, see where that all leads us. But uh, that's just a little bit of an update on where some of the Flyers' uh, prospects are right now in terms of the guys that are playing. Bill, thanks for the time. Thanks for the expertise. And uh, we, uh, we, we will be doing this again soon. Uh, probably uh, in advance of a uh, of a world junior championship and maybe with a lot more information at that point all right thanks very much for joining us everyone on this episode of uh, prospect pipeline make sure you're uh, with us here on the flyers broadcast network for all of our other great content as jason martinez has been having some fantastic conversations with some flyers alumni over on flyers daily and we've got uh, lots going on throughout the flyers broadcast network as well so check it out at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com for bill Meltzer, i'm brian smith have a great day everyone the preceding program is an original production of the flyers broadcast network you can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com